0: Right. Hello, and welcome back to the Present Tense podcast, official episode number ten. We have reached double digits. Yes, <laughs> finally. <laughs> apologize for missing a missing a week. We had you know, work stuff and life stuff and being gone. So we uh, unfortunately we don't get to do this full time. We're we're normal people just like you. Yep. So we apologize for that. We'll try to be on a better better string of getting these to you every week.
1: We are back. Refresh energy. So I'm like, yeah, let's go. I'm excited, man.
0: So we wanted to talk about today um, was about the ego. You know, that's a buzzword that gets thrown around a lot. We hear it almost always in a bad connotation. So we thought we'd kind of go through, define what the ego actually is, the good things that it does for us or the beneficial things that it does for us, how we can keep it in check, how we can regulate it, how we can kind of move past it Mm -hmm. in a sense. Um, but also having an appreciation for it. Because I think it's just, again, it's one of those buzzwords we, we see like, you know, meditation, consciousness, ego gets thrown around a lot. And I don't think maybe we always have a good understanding of what that actually is. And the ego is
1: probably the most, one of the most powerful characteristics. So, I mean, I think it's important to just be aware of the ego. And so that's why I'm glad and thankful we're having this topic today because... I think people need to change the definition of ego for them. Yeah, because most of the time
0: it gets thrown out when someone is kind of being a jerk. Mm -hmm. And we say, oh, that person just has a huge ego. Mm -hmm. First of all, there's no size to the ego. The ego just is a thing. It's not a physical thing. So (laughs) no one has has a bigger (laughs) one than anyone else. Uh, But it is just something that we all do have. And the difference in why we might see one person react in a different way than another is just the level of attachment to the ego. So first of all, let's just go ahead and define it. So the ego as a definition is basically just our individual representation of who we are as an individual. So we have this thought of like, we are all connected. We are all one, we are all together, and that is true. But here in the physical world, we have our own individual representation of us. And that is the ego. So that's what allows us to be, have our own thoughts, have our own ideas, our own preferences, likes, dislikes, all those things. It's just our individual self, our lowercase self,
1: mm-hmm.
0: as is often told. We can get into the higher case self, which is our our soul and our true self later on. But the ego is just simply our our physical being ourselves who you are
1: um how you've carved yourself and as we you know had a conversation before in your early stages of life just kind of forming that ego and so it changes but ultimately once you've gotten to a point of a full understanding of that ego um yeah. you know i feel like you
0: get there yeah, and it's basically it's a, just a, a collection of stories so as we were born we're a child we experience things with our parents we have their set of beliefs as, as who they want us to be what we learn in school um, we get picked on we get our heart broken we get a job we have some awful things happen to us we have some great things happen to us those become our stories. Mm-hmm. And the ego is what the part of us that identifies with those stories that claims this is me. So it's, it's really just a collection and identification with form. With our physical selves, our physical experiences, our, our thoughts, that is the ego. We're identified with this, we think that is us. Um, Again, we wanted to talk about it because it always gets brought up in like a negative sense.
1: Always, almost always. Almost I don't always, think, right? honestly, I can't remember the last time I've heard anybody speak about their ego or a, another person's ego in a positive light. Right. Yeah. It's always you know. Something. And I think, and that's why I think it's important that you did just give the actual definition of the ego because I think people, I don't think everybody. Knows or understands
0: quite exactly what the ego is. So, mm-hmm. and it, one of the beneficial things it does for us, and I'm gonna get away from saying good or bad because that is the <laughs> issue of duality, which is also part of the ego where we identify everything as good or bad, right or wrong. So get that ego in check, man. Stop using those terms, at least for this, you know, the next 50 minutes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but the first reason we develop that ego is really for protection. When we come into this world as a child, We have to have it because we're not aware enough of what everything is to feel that oneness with everything and still be able to protect ourselves and see a differentiation between me and oncoming traffic Mm -hmm. or me and the edge of that cliff. If if I don't have the ego, there's no differentiation between anything. So how can I keep myself safe? Like you have to have a sense of self in the physical world.
1: Yep. (laughs) Yep. No, you can't just be existing, you have to be living as a as an ego, as a real life
0: walking ego. Right. And also when you know, we we talk about or we we read or listen to these, you know, enlightened masters, and a lot of the I think the perception of that is, oh, that person has killed their ego. Mm -hmm. They've gotten rid of it. That's not true. The ego, as long as we are a physical being in this world, we have an ego. Gandhi, Ramdas, Eckhart Tolle, whoever—they've all got one. Mm-hmm. They've just done a lot of work to transcend it, mm-hmm. to not be so attached to it. Yep, and that's where you see that—that that bliss and that oneness and that feeling. And I think we all get glimpses of that absolutely you know, for ourselves, where we can we can feel that like, wow, well, it's it's gone for a second, but it always comes back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, so that's, that's the first part. It's, it's, it's really for protection for ourselves. That, that's why we develop it. That's why we have it. Because uh, again, as, as a child coming into this world, it's like you can look at it like the the egg that protects the, the chicken before it hatches. Mm-hmm. Like without that shell, that protective shell, that little chick wouldn't stand a chance. It'd be dead in an hour. Yep. And so the same with us. When we come into this world, we have that ego, and it is strong, and it's all we know because it protects us.
1: And, and then, it's it's shaped as you grow literally sure. and your you know your parents your guardian, whomever you grow up under the guidance of they start that process for you you know what kind of school what do you see around home what kind of activities are you going to be in like stuff like that it mm-hmm. starts to shape you exactly. But you and only you have control, full control over that ego and what it becomes and what you want it to be.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so we kind of start out at zero mm-hmm. as we're born. And then due to our ego, like like you just mentioned, with the conditioning that our parents give us, what we experience at school, we kind of just, we start going backwards.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. <laughs> and we become, again, whatever our experience is. Mm-hmm. With what our parents expect us to be, with what school, society at the time expects us to be, yep. our ego gets formed to identify with that and think, this is what I should strive to be. This is me. And then our job is to recognize what the ego is, first of all, mm-hmm. and then try to get back to that zero mm-hmm. we can transcend that and and, uh, and and move, not beyond it because it's always there, yep but just become aware of it and not become so identified uh, strongly with it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times when we're being so identified with the ego, we're torturing ourselves (laughs) a lot because that identification, again, based on how we're raised, what we're taught, we're always like fighting to get that or fighting against it because we think that's us. And We torture ourselves a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> with that. Um, I know for me, like you know, we mentioned in the first couple episodes, my experience with growing up in the uh, in that in the Jehovah's Witness religion. Yes. Again, not not a bad thing, not not evil, <laughs> none of that. Yeah. But because my ego was so self formed to identify so so strongly with things that are good, bad, right, and wrong, I struggled with guilt a lot, and mm-hmm. I still do mm-hmm. sometimes. Like I, I still notice my brain identifying whether it's something I do or something someone else does, good, bad, right, wrong. (laughs) And I wanna categorize it. And because that's, it's not necessarily true, it's just how my experiences that I had when I was younger taught me that this was good and this was bad. And I became identified with that. And so all the work that we do now is to try to get rid of that.
1: (laughs) But like you said in the beginning, when you're forming that ego, you kind of go backwards. And so you almost break that ego to build that ego. But you're never going to forget that ego. And do you feel like that's why you still kind of have that struggle of of guilt? Because somewhere within your new ego, your newly formed Mm -hmm. ego at this time in life, you may have just not been able to shed the old Good for sure.
0: Fillings. Yeah, it still it still pops up. It's still there. Um, okay, because I was just so self-identified with it, as we uh-huh. all are. Uh-huh. I mean, at, at a younger age. Uh, but I think certainly with the religion, it made it so definitive. The right, wrong, good, bad, black, white uh-huh. thing. It got really, really ingrained in there, and so uh, it's difficult for me to separate from that sometimes. Yeah, and I'll go through phases where I really. <laughs> In that space and those are the times mm-hmm. when I'm kind of honestly a little more grumpy a little more moody mm-hmm. and then when I can get back to that center spot and get rid of that then I feel lighter and I feel happier and in a better mood and more enjoyable to be around hmm
1: now um, question when you when you left the church and you started figuring out yourself who you were mm-hmm. as we alluded to in your story um, did you know that this was an ego shift?
0: Did you notice it at the time at all? No idea what that was. Okay. At the time, you know, I think it was just when I left. It was just a, a definite feeling of this doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. To me, I had that inherent, yep, strong feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't know what it was, definitions of it, or how to explain it fully mm-hmm. uh, at all. It was. It was. I think it was interesting because it's one of those things that was there. It's a feeling that was there, even though I couldn't grasp and really explain it. Yeah. At a young age, but I definitely always kind of leaned that way. Okay. Towards those feelings and the and those things, like oh, why why do I feel this way? Yeah. That's strange. So I think I don't know if that's um. I think everybody has, or if if I was you know blessed with that in in a little bit of a way, being able to have that discernment or listening to that internal voice Mm -hmm. a little bit easier. But um, yeah, definitely just that kind of always there and i just asked because i i i
1: don't know if the audience but i just wonder we talked about protection and how the ego mm. protects how what is that process like to allow it to protect if we don't know what it is sure you know yeah and i think for me that's tough and that's part yeah. of you know the ego <laughs> that's why i say it's so powerful because you were going through this
0: big transition and you didn't even know what it was. right? And we see that it's it's interesting as a child, but we see people that grow up and they don't have any understanding of what that is, and we get so identified with our thing, whatever that thing is, whether that's a a political view or a religious view, whatever it might be, we become so attached to that belief or that thought that this is me. Mm -hmm. And if anyone challenges that, we feel like they're challenging our very self. Mm-hmm. And we can get so impossible almost to change our mind mm-hmm. <laughs> on something. Because if I change my mind to the ego, to if we, we have one of those core beliefs, where again with the religious, political, like those really hardcore tenets of right. what our beliefs are. To change that belief to the ego is death. Mm -hmm. And it will protect itself at all costs.
1: (laughs) I like how you put that. It's so true, man. Um, You know, growing up, I I was very stubborn, as I've alluded to. And I think it's directly... Now talking about this, I still didn't even notice it until (laughs) now having this topic. But I think that was just ego. It was, you know, that defense mechanism. And protecting Mm -hmm. the ego right and it's it's incredible to think about that i never put two and two together i i knew at certain times in my life i either had more confidence in my ego Mm -hmm. or less confidence in my ego but i just didn't at the time really understand the full the full power the full responsibility responsibility of the ego because i believe that we all have a responsibility to ourselves, mm-hmm.
0: which theoretically is our ego. Right. You know? And I think the way I usually can kind of identify when it's sparking up is that feeling when I want to be right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and if I'm in a conversation and we're debating something, even spiritual stuff, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's a great little ego yep. trick is, right, I'm, I become identified with my spiritual beliefs yep. and I'm enlightened and I've transcended the ego, but it's really just the ego doubling down mm-hmm. <laughs> on my, mm-hmm. my stuff or... <laughs> Again, political stuff or something as silly and stupid as, you know, which place has the best burger or which team's going to win the title. Like, we all, that feeling of, I want to be right. Yeah. And I'm going to argue my point to the death. And I can't understand (laughs) how this other person doesn't think I'm right. They're so wrong. (laughs) There is only one answer. One way. (laughs) Mine. But I think it's really important when we're, again, when we have one of those core tenant beliefs or someone else does when you're asking someone to change their mind be aware of what you're actually asking them to do you're asking them to die you're asking their ego to die yeah and at all costs the ego wants to protect and wants to survive yeah so keep that in mind whenever you're we get into those debates and conversations with someone else who doesn't look at something the way that we do, mm-hmm. or doesn't agree with our perspective of our point of view. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to change their mind, be aware of what you're actually asking them to do. Absolutely. And are you willing to do that? You know, are we willing to do that ourselves? Are we willing to experience? Have we experienced that death? That ego death? You know. So if if, if, if you I, if you haven't, it's tough to ask someone else to.
1: I think it happens, and I I won't say killing the ego, but I think we're able to put it aside once you humble yourself. Mm-hmm. I uh, I was thinking about that a lot, you know, when we decided to do this topic because um, I've I've gotten humbled over the years, yep. you know. <laughs> um, back in I'd say my ego was out of control and and i will say i'll say that for after what i'm gonna call myself but um my ego was sky high or my belief in my ego was sky high Mm -hmm. back in high school um and i really just the way i thought was unsustainable but i it was just i can do anything I can be anything I can say like you know, yeah. and um. Part of that was being a a really good athlete my mm-hmm. entire life, sure. so always getting accolades, just knowing like just myself, but other people also building that mm-hmm. ego, and I think I think that's the tricky part with egos because while we ultimately have full control of it. Mm-hmm. There are factors, constant factors in our life that impact that ego. Sure. And when people build you and build you and build you, you you can't think properly. You can't think responsibly mm-hmm. for your ego and yourself. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that was the case. Um, I just, I struggled with that ego because sure. it was super high then. However... Once I left high school and I was at a D2 school and not even playing on the football team, right. <laughs> came way down, came way down. And it just, it just started to start coming down, you know, yeah. and it to uh, other factors in my life of, you know, the drinking and the partying and, you know, what have you. But so do you remember that moment where you
0: actually realized, oh, I'm not who I thought I was? When it came to yeah, football. And yeah. Was, yeah. Back home, I mean,
1: yeah. people will let you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, the 50 Cent song came on. Damn, homie. In high school, you were the man, homie. You know, and so, like, you never wanted to hear that, even if in a joking sure. manner, yep. quote unquote. But, um, yeah, you, you, you start to notice it. And then you see people who, you know, maybe weren't the top athlete, weren't the most mm-hmm. popular, weren't whatever, whatever. And they're doing
0: well, yeah.
1: On top of the athletes and the popular sure. people, and and who like you just see individuals at that point instead of you know my group of whoever I was you know whoever sure. my ego allowed me to be at that point. Mm-hmm. Um And that's when shit I just got humbled, man. Yeah. I was like, all right, well. Let me turn the ego off real quick. (laughs) Let me dim the lights and just kind of process and see what the next step is going to be. What I'm going to do next. And I honestly didn't know that for a while. I battled with my ego. I wanted to go into the Air Force. I wanted Mm to move away. I wanted to, you know, I think Hurricane Katrina was around that time. And I just wanted to go help. And I was so many different places. Mm -hmm. I wanted to do so many different things that and that's where I will call myself an egomaniac but positively not not in like oh he's full-on ego mm-hmm. I just I'm always trying to work on that ego and part of my ego is just being putting myself out there and in, in sports activities or around people different types of people people I may not be you know on the same level with, or same knowledge, Mm -hmm. level of knowledge with in a certain topic, because I just want to continue to learn and constantly forming my ego, but I'm not, I'm understanding it and I'm controlling it where I'm allowing it to not be overbearing. It's protecting me in a silent way. It's protecting me and like, take it all in, take everything in. You don't have to be and I, I, I'm not going to say I'm not an alpha mentality. Sure. I am. It's it's there. I'm balanced, you know. But I don't have to always be the dominant voice of reason. Because sure. that shit's not always right. You know? And I'm not always right. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to debate and just tell you my side and try to hear your side. And then have a healthy discussion, healthy debate, which I don't think people who can't control their egos can do. Sure.
0: So when you were going through that phase of wanting to do a whole bunch of different things after you realized your, your football thing might not have been what you thought it was, mm-hmm. do you think that was your ego trying to look for another way to identify itself, trying to grab onto something else to, ooh, I can't really fully identify with this anymore because I'm not what I thought it was. Let me find something else. <laughs> I'd, I'd say that was part of
1: it. No. I'd say that was absolutely part of it. Um, I just... I think it was a... I think it was me trying to control the ego negatively more so. I think I was just like, oh, well, that didn't work. And I dedicated everything to that. Mm -hmm. Now I'm just going to start dedicating to a bunch of different things. That way, if I lose this, I'll still have this. If I lose that, I'll still have this. Mm -hmm. I won't have to go into depression or lose myself, which you'll hear that a lot from people like so-and-so just lost themselves, Mm -hmm. you know, and I don't ever want to be in that position because, you know, when all that happened, like, I started doubting myself, that shit sucked, man, you know, like, who I am as a person, like, I thought I was, you know, going D1 and at least have a chance and this, that, and the third, and like, just... Started figuring out life and what truly mattered and what didn't matter. But, mm-hmm. you know, I had to get broken down. Like, sure. I had to get humbled before yeah. I understood that and before I can change it. Yeah. So, interesting you brought
0: up the word depression when something like that happens. And that is really the ego being hurt. Mm-hmm. Right. So, when we lose what we think, you know, whether it was your, your football career or my basketball career, mm-hmm. or we lose a job or we lose a relationship. Mm hmm. We have that period, and there's a feeling with it that's, you know, like that hurts, that sucks. But when that depression sets in and, it, and it's lasting and lasting again, not a bad thing, not wrong, but just for everyone to be aware that is our ego struggling mm-hmm. because it became so identified in saying, This job is me, this relationship is me, this activity that I'm really good at is me. And when we realize that goes away, or that's not true, there's that ego feeling like it's dying again. Mm -hmm. and We get really down and really depressed. Mm -hmm. So we're going to have those feelings, of course, when something traumatic like that happens. But the key is to be aware of what's causing it. It's like, oh, that's just my identification with who I thought I was, and it's not true. Mm -hmm. Then we can let go of it and move on a whole lot easier. You know, but if we stay stuck and identified with that, we're going to be stuck there until we find something else to identify with. And then when that changes, we're going to go through the whole same self-torture process again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Why we all, we all go through it. We all do it. However many times you need to do that for yourself to learn the lesson, cool. Mm-hmm. That's what we need. Mm-hmm. But just be aware of what it is. You know, Absolutely. I still do that with myself too. <laughs>
1: I'm sure you do. Every Everybody does, man. It's, it's not something that... It's part of constant self-work. I think nobody's ever going to be a finished product. And so you have to understand that this is a progression. This is an evolution in yourself. It's just the natural progression
0: Mm -hmm. of life, of learning, of self. Yeah. Another term that gets thrown around a lot and kind of interacts with the ego a lot is the term duality. Mm Mm-hmm. So, and again, just, again, that's another buzzword that I think gets thrown around a lot. And we're like, maybe not a full understanding of what that means. Mm -hmm. And what duality is, is basically just a construct of the ego where we divide everything into a category. Good, bad, right, wrong, righteous, evil, whatever you want to call it.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So it's just that categorizing thing that we do. Uh, Again, not real. It's just a story. That we tell ourselves. That we tell but we can see how... I mean, I know my brain. Mm-hmm. I categorize everything like that initially. Mm-hmm. I really do. Like, that's my first inclination. So break it down.
1: Give me an, give me an example of how you would break something down
0: in um, real time. I'm trying to think of a real example I can use. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> I, sure I, 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 I know. It's, it's
1: tough, man, because we... We have them, and it's. Mm-hmm. I think that's our ego fighting. Like, no, no, like you know, that wasn't. <laughs> that wasn't anything, but yeah, it's um, it's in that
0: constant protection mode. But if you can think of one, yeah, I'm just thinking. I mean, I always try to relate to myself. So, um, okay, so I'm I, I'm not the greatest with um calling my parents. <laughs> on that, I usually try to do it every other Sunday. Sometimes I miss one. I know they you know, they, they look forward to that, so I'm not the best at that. And so sometimes when I think of, oh, I should call and I don't, like, oh, that was bad. Mm-hmm. That was wrong.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I'm not saying I should, I, I'm not trying to make an excuse for not calling my parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no <laughs> of course. It's just, not. it's just the categorization of this thing happened, this is the way something went, and I'm gonna say it's good or bad. Mm-hmm. And so I say it's bad. Because I'm used to calling them every two weeks. Mm-hmm. So in my head, my story is I call my parents every two weeks mm-hmm. every other Sunday. yep. So when I miss one, that was bad. But there's lots of people. My wife talks to her mom every other day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so every other week to her would be bad. Yeah, it's just a different story, yep, or a different thing we're used to, okay, that we tell ourselves that I tell myself, yep, that I didn't I didn't do it this time, so that was bad, okay. Was, is it good if I call, is it more good if I call every week? Well, yeah, they'd enjoy it, so yeah. there's a benefit to that. But I've created a story, and my parents have too, because mm-hmm. that's been the pattern mm-hmm. of if I don't call every other Sunday, it's bad. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Something happened or something, like something's wrong. Right. right. Yeah.
0: And I say there's people that talk to their parents every day. Yep. There's some that never do. Yep. <laughs> And and they're categorizing the same thing: good, bad, right, wrong. Okay. When it's just, it's a pattern that happened, mm-hmm. and so it's a story that gets created mm-hmm. and attached to by the ego. Yep. This is what I do. This is who I am. Yep. Part of who I am is I call my parents every other Sunday. Mm-hmm. And if I don't do that, that was wrong. That was bad. Yep. So that, that's the issue of duality. Okay. Where we create perfect. perfect. We create the story and we categorize it good or bad, when they're really. We created the whole spectrum anyway, mm-hmm. so none of it's true. <laughs> yep. Okay. So they're false stories. All for the most part, they're false stories. Yeah, right? just, and just the identification with the story. Okay. So again, this is me. So this is my perspective. This is the way I look at something. Um, you know, again, just, just my perspective. Is I like, mm-hmm. I love being with my wife, mm-hmm. and I like doing things with her. I like doing everything with her. Yeah. I like being with her as much as possible. Yeah. And if I, you know, this this weekend she had a lot of stuff going on. She had a friend's birthday. She's got to work today. We didn't get to spend a lot of time together. Mm-hmm. So I'm categorizing that as bad. Mm-hmm. There's lots of relationships where they were pretty independent of each other. Yeah. And they don't, they, they live pretty separate lives. And that's fine. And that works for them. Yeah. So that's good. Yep. For them. So my story in my head is we spend every Saturday night together. And so we didn't spend last Saturday night together. Last night. And to me, that's bad. Bad. <laughs> When none of that's true. Yep. It's not true. It's the story that I created, mm-hmm. and I've become identified with this because my ego likes to count on Saturday nights I get to hang out with my wife. Yep. And I didn't. And you know what? I'm, I was a little grumpy and mopey about it today, mm-hmm. <laughs> to be honest. Okay. And so is this duality? Is this a, a, an example of duality? Yeah, it's just the categorization just, of, yep, of good bad. Okay. When it's not, it's just something that happened. It's just another day. Yeah. Just because it's this specific day of the week, mm-hmm. which is a made-up thing. hmm Just because it's what I'm used to, what the pattern is. Yep. It doesn't mean it's bad if that pattern gets broken. Mm-hmm. But I've told myself that it i
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I've created, I've created the game. I've created the rules. And if the rule got changed, I think the rule is broken when the rule is made up to begin with. The whole game is made up to begin with. Okay, so
1: so how does one win the game? And by win the game, I mean, how does one change that thought process or begin to, where do you start? Once you, once you become aware of that, yeah. as you are, because you're giving me, a, that's a perfect example, how do you begin
0: to change that and work on that ego? Yeah, that's a tough one because I think, at least in my experience, and I can only speak for me. I don't, I don't know other people's works. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure there's, again, like we mentioned, you know, Ramdas and Ekratole Tolle yep. and, and Buddha and whoever who might not have this. Mm-hmm. But I just think, as pretty normal humans, we're always going to have that. Mm-hmm. And the goal isn't to get rid of it. It's just like you said, just to be aware mm-hmm. of what it is. Yep. So I have the feeling, I have the thought. I didn't get through it last night very well, but this morning I kind of realized what I was doing. Okay, fair. <laughs> Even talking about it right now, I'm, I'm having a better conversation yeah. of what yeah, I'm yeah. doing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and again, that's why I always encourage everybody to have conversation, have dialogue. Because sometimes you don't, you won't become aware unless you hear it. Right. Unless you literally... Listen and hear yourself speak the words you are speaking. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they'll just. They'll humble you right then. Right then and there. Just like. What
0: the fuck am I saying?
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like
0: Seriously. Yeah, I think that's the most important part. What we always try to do for ourselves. And for anybody listening. The goal is not to get rid. Of any of these thoughts. Or feelings. Mm -hmm. At all. We're not going to be able to do that. Yeah. We're physical humans. We're going to have them. The goal is to realize it and to catch it quicker and quicker and quicker so that we torture ourselves less. We torture those around us less and can just enjoy and be open to the oneness and the fullness of life as much as possible because you know I could stay in that that little mopey space Mm -hmm. and torture myself all day torture my wife all day doesn't change anything yeah (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> you know that that's my choice. I'm I'm staying attached to that story. And so the, the goal is just to catch it quicker, to get rid of it quicker, to enjoy life because you know what today's a, a beautiful day and I do get to spend time with her today. So why not just enjoy that?
1: Yep, mm-hmm.
0: beautifully said. Um, so yeah, the duality was wasn't always one that I had a little struggle with. I, I you know, getting a good explanation on. Um, it's not just the uh, the Slipknot song. There's actually more to it. So it's just it's just it's just the categorization of of of. Uh, good and bad, uh, right and wrong. Um, So the thing, you know, everyone always kind of gets into the ego. There was a quote from Alan Watts that I really liked. Um, He said, don't try to get rid of the ego sensation. Getting rid of one's ego is the last resort of invincible egoism. (laughs) When this feeling of separateness is approached and accepted like any other sensation, it evaporates like the mirage that it is. So the notion that we can actually get rid of our ego... Is the ego talking? <laughs>
1: You'll never be able to get rid of the ego ever yeah. ever. Uh,
0: it's it's really it's a tool and it's all just how we we use it. Uh, so again, it's, it's it's not bad. It's not good. It's mm-hmm. just neutral.
1: Mm-hmm. What it is.
0: And it's really just it's our individual thing. So if you think the ego is bad, do you have a favorite flavor of ice cream? Do you have a favorite song? Do you enjoy the feeling of a, of a kiss from from your lover? Without the ego, we don't we don't get to have any of that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: None of it. So it's not bad. We just got to accept it for what it is. It's it's it provides a lot of joy mm-hmm. and and fun. It really does. <laughs> it really does. So without the ego, man, we're we're missing a whole lot. Yeah. With that, so I think we really need to get by the the demonizing of it and thinking we need to get rid of it. Um.
1: And while we're on that topic, we need to stop calling people out, per se, about their ego. Try and go about it in a different way. Have a different conversation that might make them aware. And you asked me a question um, before we started potting today, but just, who are you? Mm -hmm. You know? Seriously, take a moment sometime at night while you're at home and write it down. Who am I? Yeah describe yourself describe your person um i i tell people all the time i'm a deep person part of my evolution and my self-progression is i don't want to have i don't want to have the surface conversations with you per se you know i want to have i want to know who you are as a person um right away and i want you to know who i am as a person right away People protect that ego from allowing that sometimes, and they're really closed off. Um, but for me, it's it allows me to know who I want in my life right away. Like, is mm-hmm. this just a temporary greet and meet? Sure. Or will you be somebody that I can really depend on to have real, raw discussion and conversation whenever we come across each other or,
0: you know... Um, yeah, I think it's an interesting little um, test that we can we can all do. You know, if you if you, you know we both done it, and the, the, you know the listener, if you, you want to try checking it out, but just take a minute and write down who you think who you are, who you believe you are. Write down a couple couple things. So if you do that, I'm betting you probably wrote down your name, if you're married or not, if you have children what you do for work, where you live. Those kind of things, right? You think of any other ones? The the bas- basic, ones yeah.
1: basic stuff. Stuff you'd fill out on a application. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Like, this This is me.
0: Yeah. But if you really want to break that down, like your name, is that you? Because your parents picked that before you're born, and if you really want to, you can go down to the courthouse, fill out some documents, and change it. So that can't be you. Um... We might think that our body is me. I know this is always a tough one for me. I think, you know, anytime people that play sports and are physical, people will become kind of very self-identified with our body.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Body changes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're not going to look a certain way or or be able to do certain things forever. Yep. So that can't be us. Um, We can say, oh, I'm a loving, kind, thoughtful person. Always. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. No. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> No, so that can't be us. Um, someone might write down their their social, political, religious, spiritual beliefs. This is me. Do you believe all the same things that you did 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago? Have those changed? Probably. Mm-hmm. That can't be you either. <laughs> um, the things that I've been through, the things that I've done, the things I've accomplished... All things that happened in the past. Not trying to say they're not important mm-hmm. or they don't mean anything, but currently, right now, that's that's not you. That's not because you can be something totally <laughs> different tomorrow. So when you look, when we look at things that way, all those that stuff that we think is me, it's not. Mm-hmm. And at the outset, that seems scary because then there's like this crisis, right? Who am I? Identity crisis, that's a big one nowadays. But if, if all those things are subject to change, they're not really us. And again, that's that's scary to start with. But really what it does is it gets rid of those stories of what we think we are. So when something happens or we do something that's contrary to that story, we're less likely to punish and torture ourselves for it. And really transcending the ego is really just being about open to the fullness of life and embracing every little strange, weird, beautiful thing that happens Mm -hmm. instead of only enjoying it if it aligns with our story. And then one thing I always get stuck on is like, okay, well, if none of those things are me, if someone asks me who I am, how do I describe that? What do I say? Do, Do you have one?
1: So it it it's basically piggybacking off of your response just now, um I've I gotta stop saying um <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Eagle self-awareness. Well, oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry about that. No, but basically I'd say over the last two to uh, maybe three to four years, I've been quote unquote, preaching yeah. <laughs> and to my friends, just uh, every 10 years is a transitional period. okay? And I, and I really started noticing that when I got into my late 20s, crossing over into the 30s, I was okay. just like, who I was, I, I, I just broke everything down into decades. By 10, this is who I was, what I did, what I liked, this, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. My 20s, what I liked, who I thought I was. And then by late 20s, I started to become a different person. And this is around the time I started realizing the ego upon being, you know, humbled. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I just, I know that I can't give an answer for who I will be. I can give an answer to who i was and i could give an answer to who i am today but i stress to everybody that that is ever changing sure that is always changing so right now this is what i like this is what i enjoy this is what i'm trying to be and become like i everybody who i talk to i am trying to become one of the most well-known top massage therapists in San Diego that is my goal right now yep. in 10 20 years it might not be sure. I might want to be doing something else I might I might figure out that I am this and and, and great at this and this is my calling mm. um Hell, 10 years from now, our podcast could be a huge hit, and we can become, you know, full-on podcasts. I, I don't know, but sure. I know who I am, who I was, who I am, what my values were, what my characteristics were, what they are now, and I'm always compared. Like, nobody has to tell, like, I, I like to hear criticism, constructive um, criticism, but I understand who I was. I understand how I've changed mm-hmm. and I understand that I will continuously change. Yeah. I for me, that is my ego. And, I, and it's hard all the time, but that is my e- me allowing my ego to step up when it needs to and be, you know, I understand it. I have I grasp it, sure. And that is where I am now and I am trying to change whatever I can still work on. Yeah, and so that's basically my answer um, without giving the name and the, I mean, on sure. top of giving the name and age and where I'm from and this, that, and a third.
0: Yeah. yeah, I think that's the most important that you acknowledge is just it's it's fluid. It's mm-hmm. yeah, so always being aware of the, the fluidity of who we are—it's never set in stone. It's never a set thing. It's always gonna—it's always gonna change.
1: Yeah. With that being said, what did I mean what's your answer typically if somebody or what would your response be if somebody asked who are you?
0: I think it kind of depends on who's asking. Okay. if it's just like someone who's just asking, like I just met this person, I don't know who they are. Mm-hmm. I'm probably gonna give just the stock. Oh, my name's Matt, and mm-hmm. I, I live, you know, in San Diego, and. My wife and, and that and that sort of thing. But I think one really of the, I'm not sure it's the best answer, but it's the best one that I've been able to come up with. Mm-hmm. If someone really wants to have a conversation about it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I say, I am just, I am this moment. Because mm-hmm. this is all that's real. Yeah. And to someone who just met me right now, depending on the mood I'm in, mm-hmm. they're going to think that's me. Whether I was the most benevolent, kind, loving person they have ever met, or I was a total jerk or an asshole... I am this moment. And that, like we talked about with you, it's it's fluid. Mm-hmm. It's always changing. Mm-hmm. And I think that gives me the freedom to feel what I'm feeling. If I'm feeling upset, I'm feeling down, slow, happy or awesome, I can be free to express all those things because I'm trying to not be associated with the story of, oh, I'm the strong, silent one, or I'm the excited... People, person party guy or I'm the loner because all those things are true exactly. know, it just depends on the moment so again depends on who's asking but I think the truest most honest response is I am this moment
1: mm-hmm. I like that that's real <laughs> that is real and that's that's the best way to say what I was trying to say I guess <laughs> you know because I get you're not the same person 25 minutes later right. depending on your mood or who you're sure. talking to or what the situation is. Yeah. Um,
0: so we talked about all what things are and as we mentioned the most important thing is to just be aware of it. And of course we can't be aware of it unless we work at it. So we got to train. Just like with anything we want to be better at it we got to practice we got to train at it. And like we started the whole podcast talking about our practices Meditation always is going to be the best way to do this. Because it's the best way to identify, sit with ourselves as we're feeling, as we're thinking in that moment. And we can see where things are coming from because we're still. Mm -hmm. And the more we do that, the more we can train ourselves to realize when, ooh, my ego is getting a little out of control right now. (laughs) Yep. Or, wow, that really hurt. Why did that hurt? Because it's contrary to something I thought I was. Mm -hmm. I got identified with a story I told myself. And now I'm in pain because it turns out that story wasn't true. But you made up the story. Mm -hmm. So it's not a universal story. We all have our individual stories. They're not real. (laughs) So when we think something broke the rule... Of our game, you're the only one playing that game. You're the only one that knows that knows that game exists. Mm-hmm. So you can't really break a rule. Yep. <laughs> Don't get so tweaked out about it. Yep. And again, just the meditation is going to always be the best practice for identifying that. As always, I, I can't think of a better one to just. That to that's think. how I feel. It's it's
1: meditation and. The only other thing is I've learned to kind of start inviting people in who have a difference of opinion. Yeah. But that will have healthy discussion about it. If you're just going to attack me Mm -hmm. for your beliefs versus my beliefs, we're going to get nowhere. I'm not going to learn from this. You're not going to learn from this. Move on. Call it a day. But if we can truly discuss, if you're going to listen to me and I'm going to listen to you, Mm and we're gonna actually hear each other yeah absolutely and that is a it's a practice for me not a I mean I don't just go to people like you know attempting sure. it, but it's it's what I've learned via the people I met and part yeah. of that was moving to a different state out of my comfort zone to kind of begin to have different conversations mm-hmm. and it's really interesting because every time I go home I have these conversations with my friends who I've grown up with my friends and family and never had those conversations before and that's what I know it's not just me I know it's everybody and I see that and I'm like this is great because I think we all have at least become most have become aware of ego yeah. and I think we're doing it without understanding some people may be doing it without understanding that this is your ego sure. in this moment mm-hmm. and yeah. so that's why that line of practice works for
0: me yeah. I think it's a cool experience when that happens too when you can I know when I have, when I have a conversation with someone who's getting interesting in, in having a real conversation not just preaching to me that mm-hmm. they're right and I'm wrong Um mm-hmm. uh, but being able to come to the end and be like, okay, we don't see this the same way,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that's all right. Yeah. And we can still be friends. Mm-hmm. And there are some things we can agree on. Mm-hmm. And the principles of why we look at this the same way probably going to be close to the same. Anyway, we just have a different preference for it. Yeah. You know, whether it's something huge like a, a religious view or a political view, or something silly as our favorite, you know, our favorite team or our favorite mm-hmm. ice cream flavor, like it's all coming from the same place. It's just we have a different perspective. And mm-hmm. that's what makes life interesting. That's mm-hmm. what makes life fun. And it doesn't need to, we don't need to question who we are mm-hmm. because someone thinks differently. Mm-hmm. We, don't, we don't need to, to experience that ego death over that. Yeah, It's just, it just is. It's all right. Um, Some of the things that can help, I mean, you know, I said, you know, uh, meditation is always the most readily available. Anyone yeah. can do it anytime. Yeah. Yeah. Um, of course, there are. You, we've talked about you know some some psychedelic experiences that we both had. Those are certainly very helpful, but not necessary for this. You know, I think those and and responsibly, responsibly. Yeah, I mean, um, but again, very very helpful for sure, but yeah. not a necessary uh, thing. But if, if that you know that calls to you and, and you can do that in a, in a safe, controlled mm-hmm. way, that can be a really great tool to uh, to kind of you know as, as, as I look at it, you know, doing the meditation and the reading and stuff is like hiking up the mountain yeah sometimes in the right setting or the right space um the psychedelic can really um be like taking the helicopter Mm -hmm. (laughs) the ways Mm -hmm. (laughs) and skipping some levels on that can be really helpful uh but again not necessary no uh, for what we're talking about
1: Um, i think a good one is kind of putting yourself in uncomfortable situations just stuff you're not used to yeah just and see like was it just a thought was it that imaginary thought that I put out there that I can't do this or I wouldn't like this? Yeah. I think just allowing yourself to be uncomfortable sometimes yeah, for sure. will
0: help as well. Yeah. And to experience to get to experience that ego death once in a while and realize, mm-hmm. oh, it's actually I'm actually not gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, I think that's important to to know. So when it happens again, it can be easier the next time mm-hmm. that it pops up. because uh, like we talked about we touched on it a little bit, but going through that that ego death is really, man, it's, it's scary. Yeah, it is. You know, because there, there's that crisis. And I think we both felt a little tenseness. And I'm sure some of the listeners did too. When we were going to those things that this is me mm-hmm. and breaking it down. Like, oh, it's not. There's mm-hmm. a little bit of, oh, yeah. who am I? Yeah. And so when we lose one of those tenets of what we think we are, again, mm-hmm. whether it's a spiritual belief or a relationship, mm-hmm. it's really terrifying. Yeah. Just as we would fight like crazy for our physical life mm-hmm. the ego is doing the same exact thing to fight for its life mm-hmm. when one of those things is challenged yep. and so to be able to go through that and experience it and feel it and then realize oh, I, I just did that to myself mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not real I'm okay yep. can really get us past the fear of being so identified with ourselves with our ego and that opens us up to the beauty of life. Because if I'm not categorizing everything as good or bad, right or wrong, if this agrees with me or if it doesn't, there's such a better appreciation for everything and everyone. You can just be in this state of wonderment and awe at how awesome this experience is. Because it's great. And so it's not about being a better person or doing the right thing. It's just why would we ever want to limit ourselves from the joy and beauty that we have offered to us? And that's, we're transcending the ego and becoming less identified with it. That's what it gives us. And getting rid of those stories of who we think we are, that's what we get to enjoy if we can work through those. And the more we do, the more joy and the more beauty we're going to experience.
1: That was beautifully said. Um all I would have said was just enjoy life like yeah. you said yeah. it it's it's a beautiful thing don't take it for granted don't waste a second with these imaginary stories <laughs> these imaginary thoughts um, open yourself to allow to be humbled or come down off of the high horse as sure. people would say because it's alright as we're realizing everybody goes through it um, you know, the, the words anxiety and panic and depression and all of that, they come in part because of the ego, not mm. being able to, not being able to sit with what it is in that moment and not being what it was mm. in that moment. Yeah. Who you were ten years ago, five years ago may have needed to be that person 10 years ago five years Absolutely. ago it's not who that person Absolutely. it's not who your person now needs to be mm-hmm. and so just like Matt said just be open be honest with yourself have conversations so you can hear yourself say it and listen listen to others listen to don't don't be so quick to judge Yeah.
0: You know. and, and we're going to have moments where that is really clear, and I know I've had. I'm sure you have too. If you know, we're on the same road with you. So I'm sure we've all had those moments where we have that clarity, and we're not attached to our ego, and we are enjoying the full experience nice. and beauty of life. And then it goes away, and yeah. we get stuck back in it, and it comes and goes. But judging yourself and feeling bad about yourself for losing that feeling is again just the ego in the story. So it's going to happen. We're human. We need to have that forgiveness and remove the judgment for ourselves when we lose that perspective and that seat of clarity and when we get reattached to our ego really strong, <laughs> it's going to happen. So accept that's going to happen too because fighting that is, again, just the ego in disguise. So mm-hmm. let that go too and um, I said we're all, all on this road together and try and enjoy it as much as possible and uh, we're very grateful to uh, to get to share our thoughts with you, so thank you for listening.
1: With that being said, Matt's got a big game seven right now
0: Celtics, yeah. For instance, my mood could be great in about th- two and a half hours, or it could be awful. So this we'll eagle will be tested <laughs> right now. <laughs> uh, as always, uh, we got the uh, the email present tense podcast am at gmail.com, and
1: our Instagram, Instagram as well. The present tense, the present tense podcast on Instagram. I always get caught up saying, saying it. Right yep, so thanks. send
0: us a message, shoot us a a note, uh, comments, thoughts, suggestions, questions any of the above, and uh, thank you so much again. We'll be back next week. See ya.